Here we go. West Hills Friends is a Quaker meeting in Portland, Oregon. You can find more information about our community at westhillsfriends.org. As a Quaker community, we encourage everyone to share from their hearts, especially as it pertains to God's leading in their lives. These words are shared into a community that values the opportunity to respond and dialogue about what is said. The responses and dialogue are not included in this recording. The views expressed in this content are solely those of the original contributors. And do not necessarily speak for the entire West Hills Friends community. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. Greetings. My name is Peter Illion, also known as the One-Eyed Christian Environmentalist. Um, Mike Ellison and I go way back, um, back when he had hair and I had two eyes. Um, so I'm suffering from eye cancer, and um, it's good to be here. I was supposed to be terminal, and then they've started some new um, clinical trials on me. One of the only problems is it's taking all of the skin pigment out of my, um, my body. So God's healing me by making me a whiter white man, uh, <laughs> which should confuse some people's theology. Uh, oh, hey, um, Mike, my little stopwatch quick stopping. So, oh, I don't know what's going on. Now it's counting down. I'm going to have no idea how long I have, so keep a little watch. Um, so I, I run Restoring Eden. I was supposed to speak six weeks ago, except there was a terrible ice storm. And then I, I was going to talk mostly about the work we're doing in Birmingham, uh, looking at the health impacts in the neighborhoods that were segregated. And uh, the blacks could only live in these neighborhoods. And I use the word black intentionally because there's now African and African-Americans and uh, folks from all over. So that's their um, word of choice. Um, and they were forced to live there where the city fathers put all the pollution. The asthma rates are skyrocketing. For years, Mike and I have been um, talking and doing citizen science to help uh, marginalized communities stand up against the, the dirty polluters. Um, having said all that, in the six weeks since I was supposed to speak, um, President Trump got elected, and, or not got elected, actually took office, yeah. Um, and uh, with a few strokes of his pen, I've watched him try to undo 20 years of my life's work. Um, I have sacrificed my lovely wife, wave your hand, dear, has, she was supposed to have the part-time job while being a Christian environmentalist uh, uh, was lucrative, but it turned out to be the other way. Um, and so I just want to just talk about two verses, and, and the first is Psalms 145.10, and it says, All that you have made praise you, and your saints extol you. Or some say, your saints extol your name. And I thought, well, what's the difference between praise and extol? And, you know, um, when I read some of the commentaries, even Augustine says, when all that you've made praise you, and he says that means the trees and the fish and the birds and all of creation is singing praise to God. But we're the saints, and so we're extolling. So how is extol different than, 
than praise. And, and I looked it up, and some of the commentaries have it where extol is to be so overwhelmed by thankfulness, by gratefulness, by humility that you kneel before God, that you're prostrate. Thank you, God, for the miracle of life. As, you, as I face potentially terminal cancer, you know, I understand the miracle of life. You know, when people say, are you having a good day? It's like, I'm having a day, <laughs> you know, and that's good. The other, the other verse I want is um, from the epistles, and I forgot to look it up. So it's either Ephesians or Thessalonians. Um, and it says, I pray that the eyes of your heart or the eyes of your soul may be opened. And so I just want to real quickly talk to you as a friend's church that was started because of believing in the inner light in humanity. And that's the part of the saints that extol. I think it's the inner light that says, God, this is a good earth. And <clears throat> that's what got lost, sadly, with the enlightenment, with deism. And the evangelical world emerged with this convoluted thing where a theistic view of God's personal relationship with me, but language about God changed. It became God the watchmaker. And as a matter of fact, a book called Natural Theology by Reverend William Paley came out and talked about how creation is proof of God. But then language about creation changed and it became the earth is a well-oiled machine. And machines don't have rights. Machines don't have voices. Machines don't have an inner light. But I believe creation does. Jesus says even the rocks will cry out. And the birds, the things, you know, they did a study of 30,000 young people and asked them where they feel the closest to God. The number one place out in nature. The second, and that was 84%. The second most important at 73% was listening to music. So I joke and say, if you see a kid walking in the woods with earbuds, don't knock it. It might be as good as it's ever going to get, you know. Uh, way on the bottom of the list is learning the tenets of my faith. Um, so maybe we need to do more camping and backpacking and, and hiking and just being out in God's creation because especially, I would think, as friends, being able to be still and to quiet and to be sense the inner voice, people, people hear that. This has been a strange week because today I'm speaking here. On Tuesday, I spoke at Multnomah School of the Bible. Um, on their missions program. But, you know, the kids there also get it because they feel it in their heart. And um, so I just, I just want to end with, I think it's time for us to resist. It's time to resist the commodification of humanity. It's time for us to resist the commodification of creation. God called both of these good. And so that same word tov we see in, in Hebrew, I mean, in, in Hebrew, the word tov in Genesis where God called it good is a word that means like an art, it's artistic word. It's like, oh, this is a good song. This is a good, this is good art. And the same word we see in the much used Micah 6.10, he has shown us what's good, to love mercy, um, to act justly, and to walk humbly with your God. So I just call on us today to be humble and to recognize that we're made in the image of God, but we're made of the substance of the earth. We are kin with the rest of creation. 
and we're standing up to an administration with a new EPA that sees the earth as a disposable commodity and that money trumps all other values. And it's time for us to speak up loudly or quietly and say, no, my heart, my spirit, my God, tell me otherwise. Look at your watch, tell me where I'm at. Oh, well, really? Oh, well, in that case, I've been, uh, <laughs> yeah, well, I'll, I'll end with that because it was just a call for us to remind what we all know. It's not a machine. Nobody goes to jail for leaving their tractor in the, in the rain. You still go to jail for not feeding your horses and your dogs. And so we no longer treat people who destroy the earth. I mean, as we get rid of these regulations, the health studies we've been doing are able to show in Appalachia, you know, 181% increase in birth defects. And the girls knocked on a door and the woman said, oh, we can't do the health study because my son with a birth defect is taking a nap. Can you come back tomorrow? And we came back tomorrow and she said, my son died yesterday. And the girls came back to the car and they cried and they realized for the first time, you know, what's happening. And that's what we do with young people. We give them an opportunity to have epiphanies. And uh, I just encourage West Hill friends to continue doing what you're doing and being a haven for people that hunger for epiphanies.